Oh, yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the very next installment of the Blues Takeover right here on BuddyGuyRadio.com. I'm your host, Mighty Quinn. And for the next two hours, we're going to have a very special guest in studio. Two very special guests in studio. I want you to give it up for Jam and Jamie. And my girl here, this is from Sister Lucille. Give it up for Kimberly, y'all. Come on, everybody give him a great big hand. Hey, hey, Hi, hey. Everybody. How y'all doing? Good Thanks to be here. shakes the hills they breathe the sun it burns both of my knees bound and determined to find a meaning within while the earth keeps on turning all around again
you guys on. I've been I've been wanting to get with you two uh, for almost two years now, and and I'm I'm blessed to have you on the show. Uh, we want you to tell everybody, you know, everything there is to know about Sister Lucille, uh, what you've been doing, you know, kind of what projects you got going on, any any music or, or shows you got coming up. And just uh, what kind of music, what what got you all to this point? You know, who did you grow up on? Who do you like? Um, you know, who are some of your fan favorites? And we're going to play some of them tonight. They gave us a great, great set list, you guys. You guys are going to be really, really blown away by all the music they're going to throw at you. So without further ado, let's get into the questions here. So, and you can each answer it. You can both answer it. However is good for you. Okay. Uh, Kim, when was the, or, or Jamie, when was the magic moment that you realized you were you were good enough to make records? <laughs> Ooh, buddy! Ooh, good I'm enough still, to make records I'm still, now. I'm still not sure I've had that moment <laughs> yeah. yet, Mike. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's kind of the question or the answer I get from most artists. They're like, well, I, don't, "I haven't gotten there yet. Let me know when I get there." <laughs> I but mean, I mean, sir, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, after after doing it for most of my life, and you know, I, I think I was close to forty when we made our first. Mm -hmm. uh, record um, it's just like at some point in time for me it was just like why not I mean you know it's who knows if it'll be great or not but let's try it and see what happens <laughs> well I'll attest to that I think everything that you guys have put out is uh, is really great it's incredible thank so you it's You're very very worthy so uh, and we'll get into later on in the show where they can find your music where what platforms y'all are on and all that and all that good stuff um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you haven't already, fans, you need to go out there. And the cool thing about this show, you guys, is it's heard around the world. So not only here in the country, in the USA, all around the world, we got listeners. So everybody, okay. if you don't know who Sister Lucille is, you all need to go on to whatever music platform you're on and go check these guys out. You won't be disappointed. There. Now you know. So... <laughs> So I guess for me, it was probably, you know, when I was six years old, I thought I was good enough to be a recording artist. I like it. I thought I was Crystal Gale. So I guess that's when I decided that's what I wanted to do. Something going on and I should know I don't know 
When did you guys first start doing, uh, or Jamie, let me ask, or not Jamie, I mean, Kim, when did you first start doing uh, live performances? How old were you? Well, the first time I performed in front of a crowd, I was six. Um, All right. A big MDA, muscular dystrophy benefit. There was okay. like a thousand of people out there, and the band asked me if I wanted to get up and sing. It was a country band. Okay. So I got up and sang Loretta Lynn, Blue Kentucky Girl. I was like six years old. Didn't even know what key I was going to sing it in. And uh, it was kind of a cool story, though, because the guy, <laughs> the guy that asked me, what key is it in? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, just sing it in my ear. So I sang right. it to him. He's like, key of G, boys. And they took off. There he you ended go. up becoming my stepdaddy. And is the whole reason Sister Lucille existed. So he started me off at six years old on that stage, how not knowing how many years later he would be my stepfather. So that's right kind of a cool on. Story. Right on. <laughs> Um, what was one of your most memorable or favorite performances? That would have to be at the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman Auditorium when I was like 19 to 21 years old. Okay. Opening for Kitty Wells and Jack Green. Wow. That was a very special moment. She was the Ryman, you know, very pioneer, cool. pioneer for all the women standing yeah. up, telling the boys. That's where, that's where it all started for me, basically. Nice. <laughs> nice. Jamie, how about you? Oh, man, um, that's a hard one to top. Uh, the VFW, 1997, I don't really remember a lot about it. But uh, everybody says I played really good that night. <laughs> uh -uh, his debut was about six years old at the mall. He's saying, hey, good looking. Right? You were about the same age. Uh, no, I was actually at the, the Opry. In oh, the in, Opry. In Kimberling City, not Nashville. Oh, wow. <laughs> see, 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 see. Wow.
Where you're going to go with this but who were some of your, or who are were some of your earliest influences and why um well my number one influence was crystal gale okay because yeah at two years old i was putting pantyhose on my head trying to have long hair and using mom's curling iron to sing her songs on the record player so crystal loretta patsy um were probably where i really started and then just went from there johnny cash um merle haggard all the boys from the 80s and then then my taste started changing and, and went to the blues and then you know you got Janis Joplin mm-hmm. Reba Russell she's probably my number one favorite singer okay. in the blues world Jamie what about you um you know I want to skip back just a second yeah. to the first question yeah and Eric opening up for Eric Gales two oh. times in a row who's one of my oh, musical yeah. heroes and one of the baddest men on the planet when yes. it comes to guitar he's a bad man yeah, those 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 two gigs were probably two of my favorite to date. Mostly just because I got to stick around and watch Eric do his thing afterwards, man. And Brother so, can shred. Yeah, oh my God. yeah. Well, and he takes you to church. It's an emotional experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I say there's two shows. I've seen hundreds, probably thousands of shows. I've been going to shows since I was ten years old. Right on. And big shows. And there's only two shows that ever made me cry. 
One was Paul McCartney when he sang a song to John Lennon that he had wrote for John Lennon. Okay. And the other is Eric Gale's Every Time I See Him. There you go. <laughs> Every time I see nice. him. Nice. Nice. He makes me cry at his shows. And it's a good thing. Don't get right me wrong. on, man. But, I love that. Yeah. He's a yeah. powerhouse. He was just up here not, not more than a few weeks ago. And, he's just uh, powerful, man. He's one of these cats when he walks into the room, you can feel his presence. Yes. It's like Johnny Cash, man. Oh, There's he commands the room. There's no yeah, doubt. He yeah. commands the room. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, I'd have to start with my, my musical influences. I have to start off with the Beatles because I just go back in my mind and think of yeah. the first really time I can remember putting on an album, a record by myself and okay. listening to it. I was like a kindergarten. Right and, on. Uh, and dad had some Beatles records around and I had my grandma had bought me one of those little suitcase record players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I had uh, one too. Yeah, I know those are, yeah. Yeah, and so you put the I got it out and put the the Beatles uh wanna hold your hand, you know, and I was jamming yeah, out about of that. Ready to jam in the van? Yeah. High five, dude. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're the Marcus King Band. This is Jam in the Van, and this is a tune called Rita is Gone. Continues to help me, baby. My heart's been breaking 
have a home here on Buddy Guy Radio. Uh, and that's why I like to feature a lot of different people that don't get that other turn uh, to get out there and get out there. So I try to throw everybody in there and and uh, and everybody has an equal voice, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. Oh, it yeah. does, man. And, and, you know, for me, the, the blues is an evolution. It's not, it's always continuing. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, whenever I first hardcore dove into the blues, I listened mm-hmm. to nothing but Buddy Guy and, and Muddy Waters and me too. And, 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 you know, Elmore James and just, you know, just a, 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 all, all the old cats. And, um, but, you know, then after a while, it's, it's like, well, you can't just listen to the same songs over and over and over again. I'm, I'm the type of guy that I like a variety. So right. you know, I just start searching, you know, on Apple Music or, or whatever mm-hmm. I'm listening to, mm-hmm. you know, for different blues genres that I can find. Right. And, and then I just start listening to random shit that I've never heard before. You know what?
neither one of us at, at a really young age was was introduced to a lot of blues you know what took mm -hmm. the place of of the the roots side of music for us was country sure sure and, uh, bluegrass and, you know springfield missouri right and lake of the ozarks was actually the original home of the opry right before they moved it to uh to to tennessee and became the grand old opry it's called okay. the ozark mountain jubilee oh wow right on and so you had a lot of the the i mean willie nelson you know there's there's stories about willie nelson working at a gas station down here in, in Springfield, Missouri, for a while. Or no, it was Aunt Martha's Pancake House, I think. What? I haven't heard this. Yeah, Willie Nelson worked at Aunt Martha's Pancake House in Springfield, Missouri. What the heck? When he was down here playing with the Opry. Well, he'd sell his song for $5 a piece, no problem. Just enough to have something to drink that yeah. day. Yeah. See, yeah. this is why you tune yeah. into the Takeover Show, because you get tidbits just like that. That yeah, people man, don't so know. Southwest, Southwest Missouri has a lot of musical history that dates back, and uh, and and this was really the hub, you know, for wow. for that style of music. And and back then, you had, you know, where the whole family played bluegrass, man. Right on. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and and all the all the town squares, you know, would have dances, and 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 these families would come in and play. And so the bluegrass and and the Ozark Mountain Jubilee, and it's it's just a huge. Uh, history of music that surrounds the Ozarks that a lot of people don't know about. You do nothing but tell me lies Fool around and make me cry Baby, I'm gone Well, I'm tired of feeling like this And I got something you can kiss Baby, I'm gone It's time for me to say goodbye Spread my wings and fly Baby, I'm gone Now don't come scratching at my door Cause I won't be there no more Baby, I'm gone You can move on down the road Cause I'm sure you won't be alone Baby, I'm gone Maybe a lesson will be learned When you up getting burned Baby, I'm gone Baby, I'm gone I'll be gone, gone, gone I'm gone, gone, gone I'm gone 
For me, even rock and roll, I wasn't digging a lot of the, the rock and roll stuff. It was just, there's no guitar solos in it. It's it's all, you know, I don't know. You know, just every music, every which direction to me, popular music was all just going south. And so one time, one day, we're just like, well, we've never been to Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's go down to Memphis. Now, that had turned me on to, to Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf when I was a kid. I knew about those cats. And I was, <clears> I was a huge Hendrix fan. And, and Right on. And, so I had I knew a I little bit. I love the '60s soul music. But I got to Memphis. Stacks, you know. Yeah. But I got to, when we got to Memphis, Mike, and experienced Bill Street firsthand. Um, changed our lives forever. Yeah. Right on. We, we had no clue what we were stumbling into. Isn't um, it cool? Yeah, it, it it was unbelievable. It was man. like my soul was on when it, when that it was Brandon Santini playing. Um, oh, exactly who that is. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's my brother. He is our number one brother because. Sister Lucille wouldn't be if it wasn't for him. Nice. Okay. Because we walked in that club. He was playing the blues hall, little tiny blues hall. Right. You know, on the other side of Ron Boogie. Right. And it was just like, I mean, literally, I my eyes welled up with tears. Isn't that and cool? I looked at Jamie and I said, Woo! I think those, my soul is home. <laughs> those cats were playing on number one, they're playing on a super elevated level. Um, just like some of the guitar players and, and stuff yeah. down in Nashville. But mm-hmm. for two, the soul. I mean, you know, between smelling the grease and the right and the drink, and, you know, there's so much soul oozing out of Memphis. Right, it's right. It's undeniable, man. And uh, so we went to blues school down in Memphis. We both already had uh, a love for the blues, but we didn't. We weren't blues uh, aficionados by any means. You know? Oh, that's great, though. And, <laughs> and, and, it, and it opened up a whole new avenue for you guys. Oh, yeah. It really did. And it gave us a, a place to uh, to still be ourselves. See? And that's why I love yeah. the blues, okay. too. So, you know, she still gets to keep her country aspects, and I still get to keep some of my rock aspects. And we, we still get to take the stage and just do what we love to do. It's just heavily blues-influenced, man. See, yeah, that's a beautiful I, thing. Yeah. You know, I tried to be Coco Taylor. I tried to be Luann Barton. I tried to be, you know, whoever. And it always just came back. I don't need to be nobody but Kim because I stand myself out from being a country singer. I got the right. twang. Some people aren't going to like that. But that separates me from a lot of people, too. Right. So that's what that's what my producer, Reba, tells me. She's always like, you know, yeah, that everyone knows who walks in the room when you start singing because of right. that country little accent you got. But that separates you from everybody, and well, I and and that's wanted it. to pull that out. You know, I I kind of picked up on that when I first heard your music, and I was like, wow, you don't sound like anybody. Mm-hmm.
the factory We always had plenty of food to eat But there's two things he hated A thief and a liar There's two things he loved His family and his wife Never saw him back down In his life Never saw him running From a fight And that's why I won't back down And I'll stand my ground Won't be turned around That's what Grandpa taught me You never met a stranger in his life He'd gladly give you the shirt right off his back Cause in this life there ain't no coming back And that's why I won't back down And I'll stand my ground Won't be turned around That's what grandpa taught me I'm low on dope, low on cash, low on change. I'm rich in love and other things. I'm low on cash, low on change, rich in soul and other things. 
tell you, girl, I know you might just wanna know. I might not have or possess all the things you might be looking for. Low cash, I'm low chain, rich in love and other things. become a musician, an artist, what would you be doing right now? Oh my gosh. If Wait, I should I ask mom that question? Else, mom? What did I, I would, I mean, I thought about random things. I thought about being a school, music school teacher, but I couldn't play any instruments. I can just sing. I thought about being a stewardess so I could still travel. Um, I went to school for business hospitality management because okay. I came from the area that Branson is in and I thought well if I can't sing I could run a hotel or a show or something like mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. I guess I don't nice. really want to do anything but this but I like to cook too but I don't want to be a chef and work those hours hell no <laughs> my first job was a dishwasher so all right you cook it I'll clean it it's all good we'll make it <laughs> there you go it's all good so um what do you think about that Jamie well a little unknown fact about me is that uh I owned a tree service for about 20 years. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm an arborist. I, I, I climb trees. He's a master um, monkey. I haven't climber. done a lot of that here the last few <laughs> years uh, with, with, with the music kind of blowing up and, yeah. and, and, uh, and me getting a little older and that stuff getting a little harder on my, my wrists, uh, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. running a saw and ropes all day long and then coming home and playing music at night. Um, right. So, so like yeah. Buddy. Luckily, I've I've been able to to take a break from that the last couple of years, but um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like Buddy. I I I worked during the day and, and right, and played gig at night. night, and uh, but you know, really, I mean, I never I never thought of myself as anything other than a musician since yeah. I was probably yeah. about thirteen, fourteen years old. Right on. I never probably in my mind ever <laughs> thought that I could actually be a professional or, or make a living at it or anything like that. 
but I knew I would never put my guitar down for any reason till the day I die. And don't I you even think about it? Yes, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs>
listen to the music. And I'm like, I was raised <laughs> on your music, you know? So anyways, I've got a couple more questions and, and we'll get, we'll get you wrapped up here. Um, do you guys have any artists or musicians um, you've named a lot that you guys want to collaborate with on some of your next upcoming uh, records or any songs or anything, anybody you want to work with? <laughs> well, I mean, if we could talk a little bit about the new album that's going to drop in. By May, all means, tell us. Possibly. Uh, so we were very fortunate enough to get to work uh, with two producers uh, and an engineer, the fabulous Miss Reba Russell and the wonderful Miss Don Hopkins um, out of Memphis, Tennessee. And Kim and Reba, and many of you already know Reba. I mean, Reba's queen of Memphis. The queen of Memphis, and 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 some might argue the a bit of the queen of the blues and, uh, and we're huge fans and and she's someone that, that we approached years ago just as fans and, and developed a relationship with super cool person very nice person just like you're talking about yeah. and kim uh is doing a, a duo uh on the album they're releasing a song that that reba actually wrote nice i want to talk about that a little bit yeah you know she kind of wrote it when we got our uh, female vice president's which was kind of, you know, a big, I don't care what side you're on. It, that's a milestone for us. Right. And, you know, I was, I was like, you know, people need to hear what you got to say. She says, they don't care what I got to say anymore. I was like, yes, they do. So she wrote this song for us. And I think it's going to be great. Very woman empowering, you know, bringing all of us together, working together, saying all the things that we can do that you boys have not done well at that right. we might be able to do better. <laughs> I think so. so. You know, she would. She she hasn't done anything for probably a cut an album for how long? Maybe 10, 12 years. It's oh, been a I, don't, while. I don't know how long it's been since she cut an album. But so I, I've been trying to influence her to get her back out into the blues world again, and I'm slowly getting her here. I finally got her to do this duet with me. We're gonna make a video and uh, probably film it in Memphis, and that'll probably be my first release off the album. That's what we're hoping for. Nice on that collaboration. Nice. What you say, Jamie? How about you, Jane? He was going to interrupt. I was just listening. Oh. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's nice. our big collaboration on this one. The last one, the last album, we had Mark Massey singing with me. I'll okay. think about you. I don't know if you ever played that song or not, but Massey was amazing. And Which song? Uh, think About You. Okay. Well, if I haven't, I will. Yeah, play that one. Listen to Mule Man. He's... Woo, he's something else. We'll be playing him on the show, too. He's one of my best friends. Well, okay, cool. I, I, I really think that... Uh, you know, not not to toot my own horn too much here, but uh, I really think that people are going to be blown away by this duo that Kim and Reba's doing. You got two vocal powerhouse blues cool. chicks just giving it their all, man. And, <laughs> well, I can't uh, wait to play it on Buddy Guy Radio. Yeah, yeah, I yes. can't wait to hear it on Buddy Guy Radio. I really think that it's going to be a, a another fresh breath of air, mm -hmm. um, and 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 the collaboration between the two artists are just it's an unbelievable track, and it's written with cigar box so it's totally bluesy and it was mixed by the legendary jim scott out of plier studio in nice. in, uh, in, in nice. Santa california you know you might know jim through from tedeschi trucks jim won a grammy with tedeschi trucks nice and, and with tom petty and i mean
do you guys ever deal with performance anxiety? Performed in a while. Like okay. if I haven't, uh, let's say it's been like two or three weeks and I haven't went through the set and I'm like, oh gosh, you haven't even thought about the hour and a half you got in front of you. Right. If I think about it, that's when I get the anxiety. If I don't think about it and just walk on stage and do it, I'm fine. I, I, I just worry about forgetting words if I haven't saying them in a week or so right if, if i've been to repetitive shows there's no anxiety for me at all it's it's amazing you know therapy i'm happy no i like it pretty much jamie too um yeah i mean i i never have uh anxiety going on no. uh, it's uh once i get there and once things are happening how is everything going oh, sure, sure. Whether yeah, you have I, more to worry about i being. might develop anxiety during a set at some point because ah, the, the i ain't buying it i ain't buying it let's let's face it, it. Can't, we can't all have a perfect night you know you have, you have <laughs> some nights where you know you can't do any wrong and just like every note you hit it just seems like the best shit in the world and then some nights you go on and it seems like you can't do anything right and in your mind like on stage like everything just sounds like total shit you know later you go back and listen to a video and you go hey it wasn't as bad as i thought right but right, right. The time you're like just thinking it's all sucking and it's like and i think you'd be surprised how many musicians feel that way and oh i know a lot i've, I've, I've had them tell me that i think mine is just more about i've just been doing it since i was a child you know right. i've been in front of a crowd since i was six i didn't know then that i was supposed to be scared i think right so those, it kind of never developed you know and then i acted and you know i had two or three hours of of you know words in front of me and i'm like i have to remember two hours of this you know and well, i can do that so i guess as, that's probably why as far as comfortability there's no more place that i'm more comfortable than on yeah. stage with right me. right i figured you were going to say that that's yeah, your, that's yeah. your that's your home that's your comfort zone yeah, yeah i don't sure, feel uncomfortable sure. that's where i'm supposed to be yeah. i feel that's my therapy i feel like i'm having my therapy yeah. session so in, in that show. sense yeah girl you got that right when we're on the stage right but I I am, do have a bad tendency to to get in my own head and and maybe yep. start to think that I'm not playing the greatest that night or you know and then I and then I start thinking oh man everybody out there playing. in another slugfest Tony DeRosa gets the measure of Frank Lucier Lucier made a game go of it kept coming back for more but DeRosa is too much for him and the ref finally had to step in. <laughs>
I didn't ask you anything you guys want to talk about or any topic we didn't cover uh, anything that, that you guys want to bring out and feel free. The floor is yours. I mean, for me, I, I hate to do the old self promo thing, but it's good. We've been working hard on this new album, Mike. We've been working hard, man. And, and we, and, and it's, it's going to drop in May and um, just, we're just super excited. We feel like it's the best, best thing of, I've of ever sister done. Lucille so far. Okay. Um, and and we really feel like that it's it's a, a good reflection of us and who we truly are, even more than the first mm-hmm. album. Okay. Um, and we got some strong women anthem songs, which is what I particularly want to push. All right. Being a woman in the blues, I want to empower all women in the world, all of them. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's what I'm here to do. I love it. Make every all the women love themselves and realize the beauty that they have and what they can do. They can do anything. That's, Hell yeah. that's my goal. Hell yeah. 
Now, tell people, um, if they're not familiar with um, your music and, and all that good stuff, tell everybody about where they can find you on all your social media sites and where can they find all your music and all those platforms? Well, you know, if you Google Sister Lucille Band, there's only one of us. <laughs> it's a pretty unique name. Okay. Uh, so there's pages and pages of Google. Uh, if you just Google our name, simply, um, we don't have a lot of competition in the Google uh, category. But uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, sisterlucille.com, um, mm-hmm. and 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 we got you know the Facebook at Sister Lucille and the Twitter mm-hmm. and the and the the YouTube and Instagram, you know, Sister Lucille. We're on all we're on all the platforms like everybody else. You know okay, that's kind good. of the, the thing good. with everybody today. So basically, I mean, you know, Google's our friend. Just Google Sister Lucille Band, and and we got all kinds. Apple, of Apple, Spotify, you know. All go the on out there, have. y'all. Like I yeah. said before, um, y'all need to go out and check these people out. Go out and support this band. Go out and buy the CDs. You know, however you do it, download it, purchase it, help my friends out here. But go out and listen to their music, and then. Your next job is tell everybody you know about this band and help spread the word and the love because these people are are on the upswing. They're going to make a huge name and impact in this business. And the, not I don't want to say they're just getting started. They're already well. That blues train has already <laughs> left that station, man, and is rolling down the tracks. Oh, yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the very next installment of the Blues Takeover right here on BuddyGuyRadio.com. I'm your host, Mighty Quinn, and for the next two hours, we're going to have a very special guest in studio, two very special guests in studio. I want you to give it up for Jam and Jamie, and my girl here, this is from Sister Lucille. Give it up for Kimberly, y'all. Come on, everybody give them a great big hand. Hey, hey, Hi, hey. Everybody. How y'all doing? Good Thanks to be here. So 